0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Knock that fire down,
1: 19.
2: Copy, Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays.
1: Firefighters, were family.
2: Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has
1: explosive chemicals. Get down.
2: With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge.
0: I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen.
2: Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC
3: and stream on Hulu.
4: Welcome, everyone. I'm Johnny Christ, and this is The Drinks With Johnny Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode as we go back to some of my favorite moments of having actors as guests on the show. That's right. These people actually agreed to come on my show, and it's it's been fucking awesome. Uh, going back and listening to uh, all these guys that have been on here and ask them the questions about making movies and TV shows, all the stuff that I know very little about, so interesting to me to get to know them, too, and, you know have some drinks with a few of them and it's just been it's been a great thing to have this show and 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 for the kid in me to get to know these people and it's just so great i mean we got doug bradley we got uh thora birch joe Magnello, ethan embry the list goes on and on you're gonna hear from uh, a clip from each of them here um today because damn it's so much fun getting to know them and you know see how they work and everything like that get some laughs out of them and (laughs) just have a good fucking time like we always do on the show speaking of the show season four is starting next week that's right monday the 21st season four episode one of drinks with johnny with my wife Lacey, who's coming on the show we got we already filmed it we had some great fan questions from you guys we had an absolute blast creating that episode i cannot wait for you all to see it so make sure you're subscribed and following us and everything drinks with johnny So that you do not miss that episode, it is coming Monday, 21st, Season 4, Drinks with Johnny. Now back to this episode, I'm going to start you off with a little clip from the time I had Doug Bradley, a.k.a. Pinhead from the Hellraiser franchise, on the show. Obviously, I'm a huge horror fan, um, and having him was an absolute honor. Not only an honor, but man, he's become a friend now, he's so fun to talk to, he's very insightful, there's so much more than just the actor, Doug Bradley. And that's the cool stuff that I love about doing this show. So, without further ado, let's do the Hollywood roll call.
3: You have my attention now.
4: Yes, this is what I <laughs> this is what I was hoping. So, what kind of flavors did you get out of it? I, for me, I was going for a little bit of fall since we're in October, with the cinnamon and peanut butter and the brown sugar. But you got to have that high yes. octane for the for the Hellraiser part.
3: Yeah, it's nice. Uh, it's nice aftertaste. Nice. Uh, it's a, almost like a. I guess it's the sugar um which is uh, uh, slightly burning on on the rim, a uh, uh, caramelly.
4: Yeah. It does uh, it does give it a nice, taste. Yes, absolutely. So I'm glad and, you uh, like it. So the, it passes the test. Can we and the cinnamon?
3: Can you, you you will
4: give it it's uh, it's praised it is it is dubbed the Hellraiser. That's okay with you? Yeah, you got it. <laughs> awesome, man. So I just want to start off um you know, uh, let's start off with with what people who know probably you're known best for is your role as Pinhead in the in the Hellraiser franchise. I want to start with the first one because for me, I'll just tell you a quick story, it's dear to my heart. The very first time Avenged Sevenfold uh toured in the UK, we were in this little van facing each other, like it's it's a row of 3 and 3 and we're <laughs> facing each other with a little <laughs> table in the middle. And up in the corner is yeah. this little shitty TV. This is back in 2003. And we had a right. PS2 hooked up to it, PlayStation 2. And there was a slew of, of DVDs that we could go through, probably a dozen. And we were there for three weeks, so obviously we went through them. And one that we kept going back to was Hellraiser. We kept watching. I would watched it as a kid but uh, you know, when I was about you know, 13, 14 years old. But then moving forward, in 2003, I'm watching it again. And we're re-watching it. We're watching it several times during that tour. So for me, I will always, it will always be near and dear to my heart. Because first time sure. I ever was in in the UK <clears throat> watching your your performance as Pinhead and and the whole story, you know, it, it's just a great movie. It's 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 very dark. It's very awesome. I'm I'm a big fan. I,
3: it is yes.
4: And then, yeah, you well, know, I am
3: too, Scanty. Yeah,
4: yeah. <laughs> I got to imagine <laughs> so. So let's let's go back to that one. That one was released in 1987. Um, Let's just paint the picture for for the for the audience here. Um do you have yeah. any clue what the top songs of 1987
3: were? The top songs I uh god uh top songs I I wouldn't US. know my memory for precise dates. Well, that's the thing. I, I mean, agree. I do what uh, what I would say is I I I do kind of have songs attached to the movies. And that's partly about the songs that were playing while we were putting the makeup on, yeah, and we uh, we shot the first movie at Cricklewood Production Village in Northwest London, um, which was a, a strangely quaint kind of place. It had a duck pond. Wow! In the in, <laughs> in the middle of it, are complete, are you are you complete, out there feeding
4: the ducks? I got I got complete,
3: complete with ducks. I gotta I gotta
4: I gotta admit. I really hope this. this you this you, image you want an image head. of Pinhead? Yeah, and so it, when I of Pinhead feeding, feeding dogs, the ducks, yeah. of course, that's of course what I, I want. Don't,
3: <laughs> I don't think I remember so doing, but um, <laughs> uh, uh, one song I do seem to remember playing a lot, a song I liked, I don't know whether it, it whether it was one of the biggest songs, I don't know, was uh, the duet that Peter Gabriel and Kate Bush did. Together, what, what, um, what is uh, that one called? Don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. Yeah, and that that kind of I hear that in my head when I think about uh, Hellraiser. Um,
4: yeah, that's interesting. So, so I guess it's a little unfair because you guys were filming in London at the time. Um, I'm sure that yeah. was a, that was a top winner there for the U S. <laughs> though, if you had, I mean, I'll just I'll just run through the top five real quick. We had Walk Like an Egyptian yeah. as from the Bangles. So we we're painting a, sure. a picture yes. of what was here. Alone by yep. Heart was
3: the was number two. Uh, I don't know whether I don't know whether it's that Heart just didn't really cross the Atlantic, but I've never Heart has never been a, a, a band that's crossed my threshold yeah. particularly. And uh, um I, I, I've heard of them subsequently, I I. I don't want to upset people. but I kind of feel like <laughs> no, I could live without them.
4: Yeah, go with it, man. It's not your musical taste. It's not your
3: musical taste.
4: I mean, that's that's yeah. it. Uh, uh, we had a song by Gregory Abbott, uh, "Shake You Down." I actually don't remember that one. Um, mm. And then, of course, the late great Whitney Houston with "I Want to Dance with Someone" was uh, "I Want to
3: Dance with." Oh, wow, that's was 1987. Uh, <clears throat> that's weird because I, I play. Um, I, I have a, a a group of friends uh, who. Uh, uh, well, one is in New York. The rest are all back in in the UK, and they were kind of uh, uh, we all bonded over a love of uh, Liverpool football club. So we would gather in the pub to watch the Liverpool games, and we're all very much on the same page musically and culturally and politically and so forth. And we we all we've all kept in touch, and we developed this uh, music game during lockdown. So. Each week we have a given theme. W- one person is the adjudicator, picks okay. a theme. We all have to pick, pretend we're a DJ, and pick thirty minutes of music on the given theme. Gotcha. Uh, and then, then the adjudicator. So there's uh, seven of us, I think. Um, the adjudicator puts all the playlists together, publishes as publishes them as one big playlist. And then we all have to guess who compiled which playlist. Oh, that's a fun! We one. all gather. <laughs> we all gather on Zoom on Sunday and, and argue about it and <laughs> uh, and and the winner picks the theme for the following week. And uh, this last week just gone, we just we just uh, finished yesterday. We had to we had to pretend we were uh, the DJ at a family wedding. Okay. And we were selecting the tracks for the first thirty minutes of the uh, you know the the, the services happening. Yeah, and yeah. everybody's Celebration. eaten and yeah, you're gotcha. about to start the reception, the, the evening the needs reception as so they call it. <laughs> you were you were setting the table for for that. You're trying to get everybody up and dancing. And my playlist opened with uh, uh, Elvis Presley and uh, JXL. Um, uh, a little less conversation, okay. A little more action, and then nice. the second song on my playlist was Whitney Houston. Um, <laughs> uh, I want to dance with somebody. Well, it was a,
4: it was the it was I'm one not, of the top five songs of 1987 when go. Hellraiser came that's out. Very strange, apropos. strange
3: coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> that we should have that conversation today after after we did that yesterday. I'm not especially a fan of Whitney Houston's. Bit of a you know, she could. uh she could, she could stand in for a foghorn on a good day, I think. Um, <laughs> um And I, you know, her her signature hit, um, "I Will Always Love You." I, I always prefer Dolly Parton's version of it. I think that's just beautiful. But wow, yeah, but that that no, that's, song, a, that's a, that's I a that's wanna... good
4: pull right there. That's true because everyone does but that. New Whitney's. Uh, Whitney's is a little bit more popular, but yeah,
3: I, I, but, I agree. Yeah, but that uh, that that one song, "I Want to Dance with Somebody Who Loves Me," is just irresistible. I think
4: it's too fun. It's too fun. I was on the golf course the other yeah. day, and it came up on my Stevie Wonder radio playlist, and I and I, I started dancing wow. on the golf course. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not ashamed of it.
3: <laughs> wow, I, c- I I wouldn't have I wouldn't have put you down as a golfer. No, I know. I, 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 I just started a couple of years every- ago. every fucker plays golf these days yeah yeah do you ever go out there i'm um i'm uh, i'm with mark twain on the subject of golf well what did he say he said it was a good walk spoiled
4: well i guess mark twain never heard of a fucking golf cart well, was he around when golf... I don't know. Anyways, uh, that was a lot of fun having Doug on the show. That shot that we made, you could get the whole recipe, that Hellraiser shot, by going back in the archive, finding that uh, episode, Listen at the beginning where we make the shot. A little thing about that that was really fun for me was that Brandon, our boy Brando, had just moved back to Pittsburgh, where he's from, so I had him run all the ingredients over to Doug's house because we did this remotely, obviously. Uh, so he got all the ingredients, had no idea what he was going to be making until he came on the show so that was a lot of fun for me i like doing little things like that but moving on to our next guest our next clip out uh in king vader he's this big entrepreneurial uh actor he's makes all of his own films from youtube and vine and then now on netflix um he's got 80 million followers uh across all social media platforms i mean the kid is just Absolutely on top of it and killing it and uh, here's him talking a little bit about his Cobra Kai stuff like, As I said, he's on Netflix. He does a lot of these parody videos and he's just a super talented down-to-earth, dude So here's a little clip from King Vader. You have a lot of fight choreography um, yeah. Going on do you, you already said you outsource for editing is this is this something that you guys outsource as well when you're doing your uh, uh, chore- choreography for fighting or have you worked with different people on that or is this just something like are you just a badass and grew up doing karate <laughs> and fucking dancing and was just like i could do this like how, how how do you how do you uh approach your choreography for fighting so and, uh not?
5: you know I, I i definitely do outsource um and and the reason being is because you know like i said before you know i'll never feel like a, a master you know i mm-hmm. feel like you know I'm, I'm constantly learning and 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 i i learned to respect cr- like fight choreo for its own thing and because it's like how you respect acting it's the same with fight choreo because it's like you're acting with your body you know you really have to make these things look impactful and stuff like that without actually hitting the other actor but sometimes you 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 hit the other actor it happens how <laughs> on purpose but it happens so some of those hits some of those hits was real yeah the whole job i ain't gonna tell y'all which ones but a lot of them was, <laughs> some, some of them were real oh you um, gotta
4: that's another thing you gotta release that's 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 an outtake gold right there if you just put together just a montage of of, of every single one of the times someone actually got hit that'd be fucking when awesome. uh
5: when me and uh a, a splack uh gene roberts he's uh he plays Derek the stepbrother mm-hmm. when we fought at the end a lot of those hits
4: it was a lot gross. of those hits
5: were real because <laughs> <laughs> we, that was like every other fight was more like really fast boom 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 but we was like this last fight we want to. This is a fight. This is like a fight. We we take time. Well, on. It,
4: uh, it looks like it. I mean, and you guys did a great job. But I mean, also it doesn't. I mean, it's hard to tell on the camera. We're we're virtual right now as well. But uh, from what I what I can see, it seems like you guys are both uh, pretty big guys. Probably could take a punch. You know, like uh, how how tall are you? Uh, I'm
5: like six three.
4: Okay, yeah. yeah, you're you're a big guy. Yeah, yeah,
5: and uh, Splat Key he, he's around like six one, six two ish, mm-hmm. something like that. And then then we got. Uh, young don the sauce god and he's uh he plays marcus he's the guy who first you guys have
4: the best names i wish i could go back and avenge sevenfold (laughs) and just rename everybody like do we you guys have way 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 cooler names than we got
5: (laughs) thank you um but yeah you know i I definitely you know for this i was like you know i gotta i gotta this fight gotta look like a fight so you know i need someone with the same type of build but also Mm -hmm. super agile and and spike he's he not only is he a great actor but he he's He'd be throwing in, all, like, just on his personal content, He he's all about the action. Oh, so, dude, when, um, he,
4: when, he, when he pulls the, uh, the the jump straight to the feet, I don't even know what the fuck it's called anymore, when you're on your back and you pop up straight to your feet. Me mm-hmm. uh, I was actually watching it with uh, my producer when we, were, when we were getting ready for you to come on the show, and we both stopped for a second we were like, man, I wish I could be able to do that, and I'm like, I can't even get off of the couch without fucking feeling it in my back, let alone that shit.
5: Uh, cool detail. Uh, so, cause you, uh, you asked about the fight choreography. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that we did outsource for this project and we usually outsource for different projects. Um, the fight chore- choreographer, uh, his name is, uh, V V sworn
4: V sworn. And, okay.
5: um, he actually made an appearance in the final dojo. He was the guy who was the very first fight. Uh, he blocked the dude, did a spinning heel drop kick. He was on the blue oh, team. Oh
4: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
5: So I wanted to find a way to incorporate him. Cause I'm like, I actually begged him. I'm like, yo, yo, V, like, please Vito, Come on, man. Like you, you gotta, you gotta make an appearance, you know? Yeah. So it was really cool to be able to like not only have him behind camera, but have him be able to show off what he can do in a place where it, it truly made sense. And uh, I, I, I was watching his reaction people. Someone saw him, they was like, oh my God. He,
4: that was a that was legit. <laughs> yeah, it was like, what, like, what, 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 the Blue Dojo about? What's, what's going on with them? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, they, didn't get a name though, man. Why didn't you give them a name? They're just the Blue Dojo. Well, we,
5: we had a name for them, but it's like it's, it's on the sign. People really can't sell, but it's called the Jojo Dojo. The Jojo Dojo. I can't do- even say it right, man. The Jojo Dojo. But yeah, they, they were clearly the, the most uh, talented. I will say. Yeah. Um. But you know, and the reason being is because like know this like even watching uh cobra kai and and cry kid there's always like a third party team who are mm-hmm. just elite like i'm like you know even in cry kid like the the third party team they're doing like flips and all this stuff and i'm like all right we can't just have it cobra kai with NICE. there has to be a third party elite team and that's Damn. kind of like, See, how
4: that's think. that's why you're a director because most people would completely miss that you caught on you 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 caught on to this detail about something that you know until you've said it, I never really thought about it. Like, no, you're right. In every single one of those, even not the, the, the Karate Kid ones. And you go to like Bloodsport and all these other ones. There's always like some guy who's just fucking insane. And he might not even have a real name in the movie. <laughs> he's just doing the thing. He's just What's doing it. This, he's like, wait a minute. I want man? to follow that guy's story. But, What's uh, his
5: origin story?
4: Yeah. But I mean, not just in Cobra Kai, though. As I said, there was, there's a lot of other videos of uh, you know fight scenes and stuff that you guys have done. So... Uh, you had other choreographers on this. Um, is this something that uh, do you always foresee yourself outsourcing on that, or do, as you get better, is this something that I mean, you already seem to know quite a bit about this, uh, you know, fight acting. Um, and 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 to go further on that, you're putting yourself in front of the camera a lot um, uh, as you're making these videos. Do you ever see yourself starting to step away from behind the ca- or in front of the camera and? kind of get behind like a traditional actor? Or do you kind of always see yourself maybe like a, I don't know for a lack of better reference, but someone like a Mel Gibson who did it himself and was always the main actor in in his movies? So like, it's
5: very, cause the thing is as much as I love directing, I love acting, I love acting mm-hmm. so much. Um, another goal of mine is for me to to receive some award for acting one day, you know? So it's like, but main, my main thing is directing. You know but that's why i create things like don't disrespect halloween where i'm not necessarily the main character but i actually get to play like the antagonist i get yeah. to be someone who doesn't have to be on the screen in the first 30 minutes you know and then even i pop up and it's like oh snap there, there's veda you know so <laughs> doing stuff like that makes me uh happy too like you know uh you know possible well, i can't speak on that but like you know I, I don't always see myself as the main character unless it truly does make sense to me and uh or whoever i'm working with the project on but it's just for me i i also uh i i do that because i want to stretch my my range you know yeah. i want to i don't want to have to have someone tell me like what i can and, and can't do you know like what's possible for me you know because mm-hmm. like say uh some person is like like i'm, I'm saying like oh, okay i want to do like a, a super agent video or i want to be uh like like a double seven and someone's like you you can't do that and then i make a video or or like a short film and i'm like yeah i can like It's right here
4: I want to bet against this guy That's all I'm going to say King Vader Such a great guest So much fun having him on the show He's got so much more going on I'd love to be a part of one of his videos One day possibly Uh, Absolute great mind And I have a lot of respect for him This next little clip out Comes from Annette Mahendru You know her from The Walking Dead World Beyond series Uh, That series is no longer Being filmed unfortunately Uh, But Annette has moved on She's Doing a lot of a lot of movies and stuff. I know she's actually out in Tennessee or somewhere. I don't know. She's out somewhere filming stuff. I know that because I texted her a few months ago, and uh, she had moved from L.A. So I know that she's out there doing her thing. Uh, all the respect for Annette. She is such a great actress and such a great guest. Like she had so much fun. We had a great time. We made we drank some tequila. And man, we just really hit it off. Uh, we we got to get our kids together for a play date. I know that uh, her husband, uh, Lou Gibson, is is a fan of the show. So if he's listening right now, I appreciate you, man. We got to get you on the show soon. Um, and uh, here's a little clip out from Annette Mahendru being on Drinks with Johnny.
6: I'm like, I'm just letting the people know that we had too much tequila, not to take us too seriously.
4: <laughs> oh no, that's that's what this shows. It's it's obviously. Oh, you're
6: almost empty. I'm empty. Hey. I'm, I'm, oh where, where are you at?
4: Wait, wait, where are you at? I I think I won. I won.
6: Yeah, I had to like pace. I think it's the ice. I finished it and the ice
1: melted.
4: Oh, mm. <laughs> likely excuse. Likely excuse. Yeah. <laughs> so do you do those? How are you staying fit though under the COVID? Are you doing some of the mixed martial arts? Is that, is that now something that you like, uh, is it something that you can still do to uh, stay in shape for all your roles and just you know life in general
6: we did i mean it was so hefty it gets really heavy because she's a marine and all to, all to, uh, into all um, the fight training and i mean uh so i was doing that on the show for like five months on a you know off and on set and you know like the little boys keep us busy i mean that's my workout chasing the three-year-old around the house
4: oh, yeah, i like, could, i like, could, uh, i could like sympathize workout. with that Oh, what's
2: going on everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while because I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids. And when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I've found to make my day a little easier. Factor meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm going to eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is. So... Got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. this is some quality, quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are going to be imbalanced. This is, this is where I need. This is good. Oh my god! It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Mills get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill-crusted chicken. They had chili. You wanna check it out? Head over to factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormills.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal, so I'm going to keep doing it because, man, this is good.
4: I can sympathize with to that. The Daddy? I, I try to, you know, Yeah, uh, as Ew. I said. Well, I do, I, you know, I just try and stay active, to be honest, at this point. Um, I golf, and that that I started off with the with the most one that everyone laughs at, like, golf isn't where you If you walk the fucking course, you burn a lot of cor- calories, so I fucking <laughs> walk the course, right? Uh, so you're
6: not... You have to have a golf
4: cart? No, I mean, I do when I when I know I'm going to be drinking <laughs> a lot, I know. get the golf, which is very like it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it does in my head for some reason. If I'm going to drink a lot, I take the golf cart. If I'm going to walk, I don't. Which, you know, you shouldn't be driving, I guess, really. But it's it's on the golf course. It's not on the street. Yeah.
6: Bless your
4: heart. Yeah. Bless <laughs>
6: so I Life is all about making good decisions, as Hug would say.
4: I like that. But we're, we'll put that like as a. We're gonna put a bubble. We're gonna put a bubble on uh, like a comic book bubble on your mouth right there. It's all about making good decisions. <laughs> but so I back to that golf, surf, tennis. I do some kickboxing, but I don't spar. I'm a I'm a I'm a pussy. I don't I don't spar. I don't wanna I don't wanna mess with the merchandise here, right? You know it's it's. I like to keep. I like to I like to stay pretty. Deep tattoos. Yeah, you know, I just exactly. I don't, I, I don't want to spar, but I like hitting bags <laughs> and kicking and punching, so I, I enjoy that. Uh, what else? And then every once in a while, I'll just do like a random workout at the house. I set up a little gym in my house. I don't know about you, but like, you take it. You take like one room in the house. You only got one kid, right? So he's got his room, and then I took the other room for the presumptual second kid that we're never I gonna have
6: room instead you put really he's got the whole house
4: (laughs) (laughs) fuck that the kids got the whole house you know how it is with a three-year-old you try and confine him to a space it ain't gonna happen they run the whole fucking house
6: (laughs) And and then johnny also has the bar i mean you have a lot of areas for yourself there a little selfish
4: yeah i am i am I mean, I did name the show "Drinks with Johnny" too. I mean, I, I don't know if anyone's really catching on to this yet. But well,
6: the skeleton and the clown is for the kid, right? It's like... It's oh, not...
4: dude, I just turned that on. <laughs> I didn't know if you could see it, so I, I film in two different for ways. Kids. Do you want to? Do you want to see the clown? Should I bring out the clown real
6: quick? I'll bring out the clown.
4: All right, let's see. Oh, he was
6: boy. working.
4: He was working earlier. Let's see if he works again.
6: I'm gonna get spooked.
4: Do you have a, a paranoia I may, of clowns?
6: Let me have an empty before.
4: Another empty, another empty glass.
6: I'm ready for the clown.
4: Oh, I'm so sorry. This never happens. He's not performing. <laughs> I, I. Oh, here it goes. Oh.
1: Oh.
6: Is that your hand moving him? No. Like a puppet?
7: It's not a puppet. I did not
6: I stick can't my hands. Hear you. I did.
4: I. You can't hear me now.
6: No, the clown. Can you hear the? Cl- that's pretty good. He comes out of a clown mask, and it's actually a zombie. Yeah. Right.
4: What well, he said. What he says. He probably can't hear it right now. He actually says, uh, i I feel so much better without my makeup on." He's taking his makeup off.
6: Oh, that's deep.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a lot of like argue. i said
4: halloween halloween just happened everybody i'm enjoying this and obviously so, for me uh, halloween's so, a wonderful time time of year for me
6: you, so you, you don't like to wear makeup right is that what we're taking away from it
4: <laughs> the clown doesn't i used to wear makeup all the time i don't know how much history you know about avenge sevenfold but there was a time when we used to wear a lot of makeup it was a real thing and i used to have black eyeliner did it myself white face drip down my face and everything then uh you know just got a little older and had to stop doing it
6: (laughs) and do uh you know be mature and get bring the decorations and
4: yeah absolutely absolutely so (laughs) i'm going to we're going to end this show in a second
6: Ooh, with a... We're going to do song. a shot of, of,
4: Don, of Don Julio 1942. That's what we're going oh, to do. I appreciate
6: that. Look at you. You remember. Of course. Do you
4: always I'm, do not, that? I'm not that drunk yet.
6: Do you always do that, or is this special? No, this
4: is special. I've never done this. Well, I definitely have taken shots of tequila, just not often on the show, <laughs> and not at that point. Definitely have done that a few more times since. But yeah, absolutely a uh, great guest. Uh, I'm so thankful that she was on. Love to have Annette back on the show another time, hopefully in person, where we could really uh, drink more of that tequila. <laughs> It'd be a lot of fun for us, I think. Um, this next clip out's coming from Harvey Guillen. You guys know him from What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, he's done so many other great things. So he's Now he's in the Geico commercials I've seen. I mean, Harvey's doing a lot of great things, as I would expect. Uh, he's such a great actor. And uh, I love him in his role as Guillermo on uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, since this conversation, obviously, a lot has changed in his character. Um, He's now officially like uh, part of the team on that show now, (laughs) whatever. It's really cool to see the progression from when I had uh, Harvey on the show to now and where Guillermo has uh, blossomed on the show, which is absolutely great. I mean, right here he's about to talk about some of the stunts that he's done um, and training uh, for that show, which at the time I I was like, oh, you had to train for that. And then later on you'd see uh, uh, Guillermo – killing a bunch of vampires and stuff and i was like oh and he's doing all that himself that's really cool so here's a little clip out from my friend harvey gian well I, I just have to say in the background there is that is that the kind of poster you were talking about that you were just describing is that the
8: what we do well in the this show? is that's last season's poster that's last so, season. I, so you had new seasons I, I, it, up there okay it, right so this is last season when Guillermo wants to be a vampire which oh. still
1: <laughs> <laughs> he um, still wants
8: see, to see, see. we got to get into that before yeah. that i, I
4: gotta yeah. ask one more thing about your background though you have frames with no pictures in them.
8: Right. What is that about? It's just a choice. I turned this corner into, this is where I do the before the shadows. So this kind okay. of became like that. So we have this really old handcrafted like uh, wood chair. That's a sick it's chair. It's like gothic and dark. And we have the poster. We have a couple of frames, which kind of, can mirror the, our living, you know, situation in what we do in the shadows. So it's kind of just like a little set that has been created, but the actual uh, frames are mine all year round. Like I actually put this wall full of frames. Um, they're all one color. So it's just like, uh, the way I see it, it's just like, I have another wall where it's just posters of like projects that I've done and things that I like, and this one's empty. So it's like, a you can always fill in because there's always more memories to be made.
4: That's very cool. I like that. That's a good uh, aspiration still. I like that. Um, yeah. So we've, you know, we've beat it around the bush enough, I think. It's time to get into a little bit of Guillermo and uh, what we do in the shadows. I, have a couple, I am a huge fan since I saw the movie years ago. Um, wanted to know, uh, were you a fan of what we do in the shadows before you got the casting call? Or do you remember how that casting call came about for the show that is now on FX?
8: i didn't i knew about the movie i hadn't seen it and it's so weird i was just talking about someone that uh the night that i was going to see it i was in my pajamas and it was on queue on amazon because i was gonna watch it uh my friend nimi texted me and said hey i'm only in town for a weekend i'm in la and she's in new york i'm only in town you know in la for a weekend because uh we're getting away from this storm that's happening in new york and she has a newborn i'd love to see you we're having wine and cheese night at my brother's house and i said oh, i'm already in my pjs but i hate when i miss an opportunity to see friends that don't live in the state, and mm-hmm. so I dragged myself like I'm gonna do it. I went to the wine and cheese night. It was her husband and her baby, and like uh, a friend that I didn't know uh, was friends with her before, and I met her that night. Her name was Yvonne, and uh, or is Yvonne. And then um, I, we just talked about nothing and everything. And the next day, I got a text from Yvonne, and she said, "Hey, I hope you don't mind. I got your number from me uh, for Mimi. Uh, I think you're so fucking funny, and I think you should audition for my fiance's new show." And I was like what? And she's like, what show is this? She's like, what we do in the shadows. And I was like, the movie I was going to watch. And I was like, no, it's <laughs> a show now, but they're making a show and you should hurry though, because they're, they're casting that, this role that I think you, you'd be good for in the next, like two days or something in the next, like whatever. And I was like, what? And I was like, okay, so I looked into it. Uh, I had to call like my you know agents and tell them that I had an audition, which is not the norm in Hollywood. Yeah, usually they're,
4: they're calling you,
8: right? Yeah. <laughs> I called them and said, Hey, I got an audition. So I booked you know, the audition basically on my own. Um, And then I I read the script and they're like, okay they're going to give you like, you know, because you know somebody who knows obviously the you know, part of the creative team. They gave me a complimentary audition. I read the script and Guillermo was 20 years older. And I was like, oh, I was like, am I going to be right for this? And they're like, well, just go in and see what happens. So I went in. I was super excited to meet Allison Jones, who's the cast, an amazing cast director. If you know any show you've ever loved and a movie that you love, she somehow has been involved, like, you know, The Office. She cast The Office bridesmaids like you name it like you go down wow. the list
4: that's that's quite bad. a I mean that, that that's quite a resume right there just in those yeah. two movies alone <laughs> just
8: those two and that's just the, the, the you know the beginning of the iceberg yeah I'm just like uh I want to go meet her I wanted to like you no know, because I'd never gone in for her in her office and I was super excited and I go in the next day to the audition and she's not there she's auditioning for my role and other roles in London and wow. I go in with uh, Ben, the casting associate there as well, who's fantastic and amazing. And like uh, puts a microphone on me and I just remember doing it when I was done. I don't remember what I did. Like, I was just like, what is happening? And Ben's like, we're done. And I was like, oh, thank thank you. And then I walked out he goes, Harvey, wait. And I thought he was gonna say, you got it. You're the one kid. And I was <laughs> just like, yes. And he goes, the microphone. <laughs> 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 that's showbiz for you right there. That's a little insane No, that's showbiz. That. Kid. And I, I walked out thinking I fucked that up. I didn't do well. Like I walked out, and my and uh, my agent was like, "How'd you do?" I was like, "I don't remember." So I don't know if I did okay. And then um, and two hours later, they had it to uh, Yvonne's uh, fiance Gary Bash, who worked with Scott Rudin, turned uh, to Taika, Jermaine, Paul everyone had unanimously voted to test me for the role. So there's another level of audition. Okay. And I was super excited. I was like, well, what happens if I get it? Like they're going to make the character younger. So instead of 20 years, he's only worked like 10 years or whatever. Um, so they, they, they said they're going to call you. And I was like, okay, great. And a couple of weeks go by and we're up to like MLK weekend. Now it's a three day weekend. And I haven't heard anything. I'm with my sister and I was like, give me a sign. When is this test going to happen? I need a chemistry with this other actor. And like, when is it gonna happen? And the phone keeps ringing I ignore it because it's like a 16 digit number and I don't, as a telemarketer or something. <laughs> so I keep ignoring it. Eventually I'm in the car with my sister and she's like, will you answer the phone? Like just answer the <laughs> phone, like, like it's been ringing. I answer the phone and he goes, hey, is this Javi? And I was like, yes. He goes, hey, it's Jermaine Taika. I was like, oh, yes, Mr. What? Yeah, I, yes. And he's like, yeah, you auditioning and then you're the one, we'll see you on set. And I was like, oh no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna test for you, right? And it's like, no, we just got, we just, you, you booked it off the tape. And so I never tested it with KVON or did a uh, chemistry read or did a screen test. I booked wow. it. This is like seven days so I had to call my agents again on the holiday. One of them was like in Hawaii or something. And I was like, "Hey, I, I booked it." Like Harvey, I can't hear you. I'm at a wedding. What's what's going on? And I was like, "I booked the show." They're like, "No, no, no. You have a you have a you have a chemistry week coming up." No, I booked the show, <laughs> Harvey. They're dancing. Uh, what do you say? You need, I'll, you I'll need to, to stop
4: drinking right now, Harvey. Like yeah, this
8: is... <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "No, I I'm sure I looked insane to them." Like I booked the show and like having like. You know, moment and they think oh no harvey's lost his shit um and and eventually a couple hours went by and then it wasn't until like you know later that evening and maybe even that next morning which was still a holiday and like it was like uh, yeah, you booked it. <laughs> and I was just like, what? It's like you have a fitting tomorrow, which is a Tuesday. And then you start filming a Wednesday.
4: And that's just a little bit of that episode. Obviously, you could go to the archive, listen to everything about Harvey. It was really fun. I even got him to uh, get into character as Guillermo on the show. So if you get a chance, make sure you go head over to the YouTube channel. Watch that. It's absolutely hilarious and great. He does a great job. Now, my next little clip out comes from an actress of a different brand of, of film, uh in uh Joanna Angel the the porn star and you know as I was thinking about like actors and actresses and who have been on the show I was going back and forth I was like you know is does Joanna fall into the category of actress and honestly of course she does she's an actress in in a in a in a different industry but nevertheless it's acting and she is absolutely great at it and uh she's written many storylines she's written books she's done so much more than just what you might think of the porn industry so i wanted to include her as an actress right here on this best of hollywood uh episode so here we go
1: there's a lot of you know kind of you know fictionalized things fictionalized people um you know there's people in there i'd met over the years where i i don't know invented stories about them that um but don't just it, use know, their just exist. don't use
4: their names too closely so they, they well, yeah
1: <laughs> but also it would it, yeah no i didn't use anybody's names but people were just vaguely based off other people mm-hmm. no one was exactly another person do you yeah. know what I mean yeah so, of, course, this, of course, like um like i said if i was gonna um write like a straight-up autobiography I would just write a straight- up autobiography yeah. so,
4: and that's you know, interesting that um, you went that route. I mean, as you said, your your uh, career in the in the porn industry has been a little unorthodox. How you started one way that w- is very off the beaded path, um, and then now you instead, you know, most uh, most uh, actresses end up going into the biography movie or books, and they, you know, some of the big ones have been number one seller biography books. Right. Stuff, right. Yeah. Decided to go to a, a fictitious place with it. Was that just to be? different or is that what just what inspired you as I mean had you always wanted to be a writer I mean you came out of college I have
1: yeah that is something that um not a ton of people know maybe it's not the most exciting fact about me but I always wanted to be a writer you know I, I took writing classes for in high school in college I would go to like writing workshops what like for fun you know I would go to like coffee houses and do open mic type things when I was like in college and stuff like that. Like writing's always sort of been um, my form of expression. Uh, Sometimes I hated it. Like when I was younger, you know, since all my friends were musicians, like I was like, maybe I'm a musician. And I tried when I was in God in high school
4: what did you what did you try there were you just i
1: tried taking like guitar lessons and like i don't know i guess i figured out a few nirvana songs or whatever you know i I, like really like in my brain i was like i want to be like a badass like you know female musician and like it just it wasn't my yeah. my art form it didn't come naturally to me i had to try so hard just to do some basic things it wasn't like when i was having a bad day i wanted to pick up the guitar and shred when i was having a bad day i would want to i'd want to write about it you know that was my uh-uh. that was my form of expression you know um uh-uh. sorry that's my phone it's okay. going off it's okay <laughs> um, so so um um that's always kind of been my thing um yeah and you know and even in the porn industry like i've People don't understand how much work it is. Like, I've been writing scripts for, you know, damn near 20 years for a lot of my movies. And, yes, some of the scripts for my porn is, like, two sentences and then a guy walks in and and whatever. But, like, I've written, like, 40, 50-page, like, feature-length scripts for, like, movies, you know? And a lot of people don't really understand that. And that actually was very good for me, like, good practice for writing a novel because having, like, just, like... You know, being able to write on a deadline, being able to write with, like, with, like, boundaries and constraints and kind of, like, here's what we need to happen in this, like, fixed amount of time. And, like, you know, so that was very good practice for me doing that very regularly for the past damn near, you know, 20 years. Um, And also over the years, I've done, like, a lot of random, like, like, guest, like, sex advice columns, you know, um, I've done like little articles here and there for different magazines about like different aspects of the porn industry and, and this and that. But um, I mean, I guess fiction, I always did think like the others that the first book I ever wrote would, would be a uh, biography. Uh, biography. Um, but this offer, uh, came to me and it was actually very exciting. Um,
4: how many books initially was it for, did you have a two book or three book deal or was, or was it starting? It was one? one.
1: Okay. Yeah. It was just one with the option of the next one. So now I've done two. It's crazy to think that I've done two.
4: Two in like um, just a couple of years time too. Cause the last one released yeah. in 2018, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe it. I look night night at shift, the book right? and that I'm like, just
4: called night shift.
1: Yeah, the first I one. I haven't gone into shows. that one yet,
4: but I, now then I've gone Aww. into Club so well, you know I got to go back to it.
1: That and that really means a lot to me, you know. And this has been very exciting for this, you know, this kind of press that I've been doing for the book tour. Like, yeah. erotica is usually meant for like women and like housewives, and like I never wanted to write erotica for the typical erotica crowd. I mean, mm-hmm. same with like you know doing Burning Angel. I never wanted to make porn for all the same typical porn fans you know like i wanted to do something different um it's actually been really cool to see all the like the dudes that have yeah. liked this book yeah
4: well i mean <laughs> you, that
1: is like you paint you paint the different. picture
4: i mean you're painting the picture so as i'm reading i you know i could visualize it you know i've never yeah. i've never read erotica before I, you know i'm more when it comes to that i guess i'm more of a visual guy as they say but uh right. yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i'm men don't and i mean it's it's a very specific thing people who read erotica um. yeah
4: well now i'm wondering how many of you at home are listening to this right now and going like oh i read erotica i want to know how many of how many of you listeners right now male or female read erotica let me know go on the go leave a rating or a review and tell me if you're listening to this right now and you read erotica i want to know it uh anyways it was so much fun having joanna on the show we've become uh, uh buddies from this and it's been really cool um, she just moved back to the East Coast, so I'm happy for her that, but she will be missed here in California, I will say that. Uh, this next clip-out is coming from another friend of mine, uh, One Half of the D, Kyle Gass from Tenacious D. Uh, again, I could have put Kyle in the comedic uh, roll call that we did a couple weeks ago, but I've really felt like uh, he's, he's done so many movies uh, that I wanted to keep him here as acting. I mean, from being on uh, uh, his roles... In so many movies, obviously with Jack Black, but like uh, like the Shallow Hal was one of them that he was in. Uh, played Jack Black's friend. He's obviously did the Tenacious D movies, of course. Uh, Elf, Elf, of course. I mean, one of the greatest movies, uh, uh, a staple holiday staple in my house. We watch that every December. So um, yeah, having Kyle on the show was an absolute honor for me. Uh, he's he was hilarious right off the get-go, but we also got into some real fun music talk and acting talk and everything under the sun. It was just such an honor for me, as you know, when I was in high school watching Tenacious D getting high with my buddies. Yeah, you know, uh, Kyle gave me a lot of joy at those times in my life. So here's a little cl- here's a little clip out rather of uh, Kyle Gas being on the Drinks with Johnny show like uh the old arcade ones the old uh galaga's i got a i got a cocktail table i'm looking at right now that's got oh, with, the, oh, with all the games all the games on it all i've the got my games. nintendo that's and that's where i stopped playing video games and there's so many more video games out now and uh i know yeah, that probably. i'm gonna have to get into them if i want to bond with my son when he's when he gets a little what older. games
9: we got on that cube you got uh pac-man galaga uh
4: 1942 uh centipede probably centipedes on there i think donkey kong Dig dug uh, frogger. It's a lot of class. That's
9: it. That's what I need. Yeah. Listen. This. How much is this?
4: Uh, I don't recall. I bought it about five years ago. I want to say it was like five hundred bucks. Yeah. I don't think it was that bad.
9: No, that's yeah. similar. It's such a great. Uh, kind of hang party kind of thing
4: yeah well it's up are here you, in my bar as you can see where i'm at this is actually this is my bonus room and bar that was the one place hey man in the cave. house i got to do yeah this is my man cave this is where i do the show from every <laughs> every time uh,
9: i was noticing it really uh yeah you got the liquor you got the
4: are you a drinker at all so i was trying to ask you on on uh on uh text messages a couple of times do you drink at all or oh yeah i'll drink yeah oh, okay. i
9: like i like the whiskey I like, a, I like bourbon, but I can I can have fun with all. I like a gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. I had a whiskey sour the other night. It was really good. I'm not a beer guy.
4: Not a beer guy. Did you, uh, so your whiskey, um, what is your choice bottle?
9: Well, I actually wrote a song. We, uh, it was a tradition in the band that we drank Jameson. Okay. And uh, and then I wrote a song called Blame It on the JMO. I like it. Because... Uh, but it was really just based on the song Blame It on the Bossa Nova by okay. Stephen E. Yeah. Blame it on the j up. Oh, when the feeling's right. Blame <laughs> it on the j up, And then we'll drink all night. Do, do, do. I was at a gig. It, it's, it goes, it's an old kind of mm-hmm. bossa.
4: And I love that. Right. I love how you just, you're, you're a... A true professional playing to the camera like that, even though it's a webcam. I love that you're you're just oh. right in it. I was playing to the oh, webcam, God. man. That that was cool. Isn't
9: it? Well, it's sort of like part of the fun. It's just, yeah. Like with the FaceTime, I'm like DPing my own. <laughs>
4: it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, let's just get into the where I first was introduced introduced to you in Tenacious D. Was smoking weed in high school and watching you guys on HBO on the HBO series. uh yeah. that is when. How, I, old uh, How old were you? Shit, I must have been fifteen, something like that—fifteen, sixteen. Don't do drugs do at need? fifteen or sixteen, though, kids.
9: No,
7: you're.
4: It doesn't, okay. it doesn't work. It doesn't work for everybody.
9: I'm gonna say we <laughs> can start light at fifteen. But, can good. but uh, that's a perfect age. Although maybe sometimes like thirteen to fifteen is good for them.
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's definitely not a PSA from uh, Drinks With Johnny. That's <laughs> but yeah, no, I was watching, and then uh, I was really happy. Um, this is, makes it relevant now. HBO Max came out with their streaming service, and everyone can go check out exactly I'm what they're talking about right now. It's on there. You got Tenacious D back from when I was in high school. The complete series is out there for streaming right now an
9: entire hour that we made <laughs>
4: yeah. the episodes That's are pretty like, quick to get through i mean they're like 20 well, minutes you know, the
9: actual i gotta tell you the actual uh, uh progression of that was there were only two like eight minute episodes in 97 mm-hmm. before the mr show and that was kind of it it was just this third little sizzle they were like little sizzle stories or whatever and then it wasn't until like two years later that we sort of tried to package them into a, a show and stuff so but even then we only made like two more
4: yeah it wasn't a lot but there it's, it's there it was uh i remember just laughing my ass off and i watched it again recently knowing that you were going to be on the show does it hold yes, up uh, oh it holds up it holds up and then some <laughs> and then some
3: timeless
4: timeless tenacious you shot dude. Them
9: on film i mean there was definitely decisions we made at the time that i think we sort of were hoping at the time like let's make this timeless at the time, but. No like joke, jokey jokes. We didn't throw jokey jokes in. No. Uh, and we shot it on film as opposed to, which was way more expensive for a show that had no budget than it would be. If we well, how it.
4: how did that show come together All on HBO too? Was it, I mean, like you guys are already Tenacious D, you're already doing the music, we were, right?
9: Yeah, we were Tenacious D and we were just finding our, I mean, first it took, a, we're you know, really actors, mm-hmm. uh, of course. And we were in the, you know, doing theater. That was kind of our main thing. We weren't even really in the industry too much, just sort of doing theater, being actors, trying to figure out a thing. And then, um, but you know, Jack and I love the music and the rock, and we we just, uh, you know, sort of play around with the idea of, of trying to write a song or whatever. And then it still took like three years just to even get a gig. We were just sort of strumming on the couch and. And there was a point i actually remember saying i think we're i I think we're too good to stay home now this is really this is pretty (laughs) good we should have a gig we didn't know how to do it and then we just did one song at al's bar and david cross from mr show was there and then invited us to do a comedy show off our first thing and then we kind of became kind of kind of the, the, the hot thing. You know, this, once in a while, there's like a hot thing that starts. Have you heard? Have you seen, uh, you know, fly of the Concords? Have you seen... Uh, yeah, no, totally. And that's
4: that's exactly how, I mean, that's how me and my friends found it. You know, that's exactly how it The old word of mouth
9: in yeah. the weird pre-interwebs. It's hard to even sound like Grandpa, but I have to sound like Grandpa that there was a whole word of mouth community and shared videotapes and, and it was kind of cooler in a way because it was harder, but it was like, you
4: have to see this. Oh, totally. Yeah. That, that was the only way you heard about things as a kid, too. You were like, you huh, had to yeah. learn about it from your friends or your older brothers or somebody else. You know, that's, that's, how and you then that anything. sort of,
9: that community, uh, you know, yeah. uh, communication was was so much more important. It's still important. It's just a different yeah. delivery. System, you
4: know, but right. It can be taken for granted, though, in these days. I, I, I understand what you're saying there. It's taken sure. for granted a little bit.
9: It's almost in the other way. Like, I think you have to, not blast everything out all the time like you have to sort of hold back a little bit in today's accessible world but
4: so great having Kyle on this show honestly man just listening back to that clip and remembering the time you know I've texted him a couple of times though Kyle if you're listening to this we still got a fucking golf man we haven't been able to make that happen and I really want to I want to see you out on the course and hit the links with you so uh that's my, that's my shout-out to Kyle Gass on the Drinks With Johnny podcast. Uh, he's not listening. It doesn't matter. I'll text him later. But it was so much fun having him on. Again, such an honor. Huge fan. And uh, it was a great moment in uh, Drinks With Johnny history. And this next clip-out is coming to us from Thora Birch, who was on the show live on uh, when I was doing some YouTube Live stuff uh, at the beginning of uh, the pandemic in 2020. Uh, She was actually uh, slotted to come down to Huntington Beach, have a couple of beers in person, and be on the show. Uh, But we had to swerve from that and decided to just bring her on for a live episode anyway. And we still have plans to get Thora back on the show. There's so much more I could get into with her. But if you go back to our live playlist, you can hear this entire episode. Um, I don't know that we ever released the audio on the podcast side. But I do know it's on our YouTube channel. So if you go over there and you want to hear the whole thing. That's the place to find it, um, and make sure to to keep up with everything because I've hit her up a couple of times now. Uh, uh, last time I talked to her, she was out of the country filming for a new movie, and then uh, hopefully when she gets back, we can have her come on down and have some drinks at the house and have a have a proper in person chat with Thor Birch. So much, so much great things that she's done from. Uh, Hocus Pocus which is now one of my son's favorite movies to you know American Beauty and then of course being on The Walking Dead What I mean we filmed this episode right after she uh, left the show So uh, that's pretty much what we talk about on this uh, on this little clip out But stay tuned for some more information because I want to make sure I get Thor back on how much notice Does the crew of The Walking Dead get for when you're gonna be written off the show?
0: Uh, you know, there are levels, right? There are tiers of being included in the information, um, you know, obviously because certain departments have to work on things well in advance from shooting the episode. So some people know things, other people don't. But the vibe on the set is like if you feel that you're ta- in a conversation with an actor, a crew member or something, and you're about to say something that you shouldn't be sem- saying, you immediately do a check-in. Like, Wait. Am I allowed to, to, do you know anything about this? Or do you not know, okay, never mind. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like you okay. can never, so communication on the set is hard, but um, going into it, I knew that they had a very specific idea for the arc of the character. And they told me about two thirds of what that arc would be. And then they let me just wait to find out until we were actually filming, you know, the the the, the big finale of, 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 of Mary Gamma. Which was
4: a great, um, out of all the characters that have have you know gone on this show? I, I thought that was an absolute great way to send off Gamma uh, Mary. Uh, the real cool thing that I that I thought about your character was you're one of the rare uh, actresses that was able to play uh, multi facets with their character. You were a good you were on the good side. You were on the bad side. You ended as a zombie. You had an epic right. uh, hero way of going out. Um, yeah. What was some of the challenges and some of the things that you were just super stoked when you got that script and you're like, "Oh, this is going to be really fun for me."
0: My final zombie kills, uh, knife. You know, the, the the training with the knife a little bit. And I mean, not on the level that the the pros have have like be people like Norman and Jeffrey Dean and all and you know some of the the great characters of the show. They've been there forever, and obviously they they do a lot more of the action stuff, but. Um, I was very excited to finally be in the thick of it and, and just to see that Mary came full circle and you know sometimes people ask like well, wh- what was she? Was she Mary or was she Gamma? And the answer for me always was both. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that and, and, and so she, she, she does have this capability to be incredibly a powerful and strong, and make h- awful decisions uh, <laughs> <laughs> at a minute. we At, um, minutes that's what we're all about here at the same time, she's got that internal heart. She she loved her sister. It's about her nephew, mm-hmm. and um, so she finally gets a little bit of closure. Uh, not the, probably what she was looking for, but I think just enough for her to to have you know made peace with with herself enough, and yeah. you know her nephew is safe. So yeah, that's the or she knows, and yeah, so that yeah, and that's the
4: that's the here her right. there.
0: Yeah, yeah. But within the moral compass of the whole show, she had to go. Like, yeah. she had were to. You,
4: were you were you a fan of the show before you got the role or had you heard much about it to be honest or were you uh, just I heard like,
0: a lot about it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> but I had not, you know, I when I when I signed on for it, I I immediately started watching yeah, from yeah. the very beginning. So, yeah. It's and an I, it, it it sucked me in. It's 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 a rabbit hole.
4: I heard at the beginning they were doing a zombie school. Did you had to graduate from that zombie school before you were able to turn into zombie at the end there?
0: I'm not from I'm not sure. I hadn't heard okay. about the zombie school, but I do know that I did really, really well on the zombie like physicality of it all. I could not groan or do the?
4: So was that done in post? Yeah, yeah
0: somebody else said to do that. <laughs> I tried because I wanted to, yeah. but it just sounded like a baby gurgling. I don't know. <laughs> it, just, like, it, just, it didn't that's work. Awesome. I was like, let a professional zombie yeah. murmur oh, do this. I mean, well, not want uh, to for take all of us watching from them. Right? Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, for all of us watching at home, it was it was it was perfect. So cheers! I'm glad cheers you enjoyed it. It was cheers a lot of fun. That. Absolutely. Mm. A couple more quick things on that, and then we'll move on. But uh, uh, what? Who did you connect with on the set the most? Was there somebody, any of the actors, or or even crew guys? Like, who who was it that you connected with uh, on your time um, on the show? I guess. And,
0: well, the crew are the the crew are the true rock stars of that show. The conditions, the hours, uh, it's one of the most intense gigs I've I've ever seen or been a part of, and and if it was intense for us as actors, imagine what it is for, you know, the camera people crew, the together. sound editing, everybody. Also, the set is so large and massive that everything is a, a quarter mile a walk away from, from something else. So just it, uh, the logistics of the set are, are intense. And so you, you bond with so many different people. Um, I loved working with an, a, a bunch of the different directors that came in. Greg Nicotero, great guy, wonderful personality, Michael Cudlitz. You know, I had been on the show, obviously, turned out a great episode, and, um, yeah, there's, the, the one guy, if I had to give a shout-out to, um, from, from The Walking Dead would be, uh, our base camp runner, Landon. He okay. is, uh, he's a very interesting character, uh, he, it never, ever, ever does not have a smile on his face, even when he's got, like, you know, <laughs> moth fights so. all over him, or, you know, <laughs> it wasp things, you know, but, um. Yeah, he's just always super, and he's a real fan of the show. And he's uh, for for all the actors and a lot of the crew that have to check in every morning at base camp. He's he's a welcome sight every morning and a, a nice send off at night. So yeah, yeah, thank you, Landon. You're the best.
4: Shout out to Landon. Yeah, we've got a few crew members like that in uh, in my camp out on the road that you just you have to see every day to make it to make it through. Jason Barry, here, that guy. Um, <laughs>
1: uh,
4: The other thing, um, what what was it like getting in costume for these roles? I know you had the mask most of the time while, while you're whispering. Yeah. But, I mean, did you just show up dirty like that? And they're like, perfect. Or did they have to?
0: <laughs> well, at the end of the and day, there's a little bit of a debate as to whether you should actually shower or not. Because, like, what would be the point? Especially if you're just going to wake up and get called to set and they're going to put more conditioner in your hair. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. but it's just like... It's just more a matter of getting back to human. But um, I actually like the process of getting ready every morning because it was just fun. Like, yeah, throw more dirt, more blood. Was her shirt that dirty before? doesn't matter. Put some more on there. (laughs) That's awesome. It's just like it's the least glamorous show ever. And because of that, it's just like the pressure is off. You know, I'm just wearing baggy pants, like two layers of shirts and just like, yeah, whatever. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a now. yeah, kind
4: of. <laughs> it's kind of right. like now where, where, right. where actually, you know, we're actually there's a lot of wearing parallels wearing
0: more clothes in hotter weather. So.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well it's funny because it, like it's just ironic I guess in a way that we you were just on a show that has uh, apocalyptic parallels to I mean we're not turning into zombies or anything people but I mean there's there's that kind of vibe it's, going on. Yeah,
0: I know. It's funny because when I walk the dog I actually. They gave me a nice little hoodie, season 10 hoodie, nice. as a wrap gift, and uh, I, I, I wear it when I walk the dog. And uh, also, my birthday had, had had been right before this kind of all went down, oh. and uh, so I kind of won the apocalypse.
4: <laughs> you, <laughs> like, you, got, you got that got that. The level out.
0: of attention I was getting was like, all the way up here, and I'm like, <laughs> and the world ends. Okay, great. <laughs>
4: So much fun to share some laughs and get to know the great Thora Birch. I cannot wait to have her on the show in person because we hit it off so well just on this virtual live chat that we had that I know we're going to have a blast if I could get her here in person to have a couple of drinks and be on the show proper. I promise to do my best to make that happen for you guys because I know you'll love that episode. Now, as we're rounding out kind of the end of our uh, Hollywood roll call, if you will, we got to bring in uh, one of the... Huge stars of the Magic Mike franchise, Joe Maganello, who uh, graciously came on the show and shared some time with me. I had an absolute blast. He taught me a little bit about some pastries that his that his wife brought him, uh, Sofia Vergara, which actually, technically, she was on the show because you could kind of hear her in the background a couple of times. <laughs> so you can go back and listen to that. Uh, real uh, All joking aside. Joe was a great guest. Um, I could not have uh, been happier about that conversation with him and uh, talking to him about his good friend John Feldman, who'd been on the show. Joe actually came on and and did kind of a a game show kind of thing that we did for John, and that was how uh, me and Joe kind of originally met. And then getting him on the show for a proper episode was absolutely great. Uh, I know that he's still working and constantly doing really great things. He's a very charitable man. Um, And again... Here's a little clip out from when I had Joe Maganella on Drinks with Johnny.
7: Yeah, I mean, you know, you had to do your own stunts, man. You had to do your own driving work. You had to do guerrilla shooting. You had to do everything. Yeah.
4: And are, you, are you doing a lot of your own stunts on this uh, new movie as Max Vist? Uh, p-
7: Yeah, pretty much. I did most of them. I'm trying to think of stuff that I didn't do. But, um, was yeah, that? pretty much. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so the thing is, like, growing up an athlete, You know there's there's skill to being a stuntman Mm -hmm. um there's 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 skill there's practice um but at the end of the day if you have a modicum of, of of athletic ability then or you can learn choreography quickly or have a stuntman explain to you and practice with you what's going to happen whether that's a stunt or especially in like a fight or a knife fight or you know anything involving weapons or things like that like um those are all skills you can develop over the years and if you're athletic naturally like chances are
4: it helps out quite a bit yeah oh my god it
7: helps the film so much so i wind up doing most of my most of all of my stunts i mean general i'm generally speaking unless i'm gonna die and even then there's like, would you do it anyway? And then, you know, I, I <laughs> you good.
4: still, you still consider those ones.
7: <laughs> yeah. I've done stuff that I've, I mean, I've, I've had to fight off the thought of what do you, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this? Why did you choose to do this with your life? Like there's, there's, you <laughs> know, like this could go really, really, really wrong. Like, That's you're fucking crazy. awesome yeah
5: <laughs> that's happened a lot
4: <laughs> i definitely gotta hang with you in person then because I, I gotta see i gotta see some of the side of the side of that shit of you doing some crazy shit
7: <laughs> yeah it's like you know hey man so uh listen um we're gonna you're gonna be in the back of this truck on the flatbed mm-hmm. uh which is this old model where the rim around the flatbed is only that high not you know that yeah, high. Yeah, yeah. It's high around so it's not really going to keep you in there, but you're going to be driving over this bumpy cow pasture, firing a machine gun out of the back. And then the, and then they're going to fire the rocket. The truck's going to bank left hard. <laughs> and here's where the question comes in. Do you want us to strap you into the back of the truck or not? Because here's the thing. If you're not strapped in and that thing banks a hard left, you can pop right, right out up, of the truck yeah. or it hits a bump and you're going to fly right out. But if we strap you in and the truck banks a hard left, hits a bump and and flips, which it could very well do, uh, you're gonna be tied in and you're gonna get crushed under the truck. So what do you want?
4: Pick, pick, (laughs) Either fly out or get crushed by it. (laughs) That's your fucking options.
7: (laughs) Exactly. So that's like one of those situations that happens where you're like, all
4: right, let's not strap you in. So which, which did you end up doing? Did you get strapped in or not? No, no straps, man.
7: <laughs> yeah, no. I just put my feet up right against that little you know, little <laughs> rim.
4: and fire it out, and just <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I was all right.
7: I had this. I had portos. My wife bought portos. So, you ever had portos?
4: No. What the fuck is portos?
7: It's like this Portuguese pastry shop over in Burbank, mm. north North Hollywood. So good, man. Anyway,
4: it's a pastry.
7: Yeah, she had a box of them. So That's I was fucking like, rad. So I'm
4: staring, I'm talking to you,
7: but I'm like staring at this pastry. Like,
4: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get in, so in there, there, man. <laughs> give me a to eat it, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Do you need, you need a couple more minutes on that? No, I'm good. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so a, a couple other things I want to talk about. We, we already talked about your, uh, your football career. Um, and speaking of that, you got you're a big Steelers fan. Yeah. Big
7: time. Yeah. Big time.
4: All right. All right. My, uh, my my, my uh, best friend is a uh, is a Steelers fan. Uh, Brian Sinister Gates is uh, actually a huge Steelers fan. I'm a huge Raiders fan, so we have those arguments. But I will say it's my second favorite AFC team. How about that?
7: Okay, fair enough. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> I, I don't really have beef with the Raiders. Yeah, um, uh, especially we're on the, we're all on the same team after the the AB situation. <laughs> yeah,
4: no shit. <laughs> that was gnarly. I remember getting so excited for, for him to come. And then I had no idea what was going on behind the scenes. I just, that we, did. Part, yeah. we all did. Apparently you did. <laughs>
7: we knew we're like, let's get, uh, let's get out of here with that third round that third and that fifth round draft pick. Let's, uh, let's just get out of here.
4: I mean, as a Raiders fan, I'm just kind of glad that it imploded so fast that we didn't actually have to pay him all that money that we were getting ready to pay him.
7: And that was insane. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're lucky, man. I mean, uh, <laughs> Yeah, there's there's been a, there's like a kind of a, a trail of dead that's, that's followed that whole situation. It's, yeah. it's sad. It's, it's really sad. sad.
4: It is really sad. And that's the thing is it's like, it's so sad. And I wish nothing but the best for the guy as, as a human being. But like, damn, that was gnarly to watch like that whole situation, you know, and now he's playing with Brady again. We'll see if he can bounce back. But uh, last week yeah. didn't look too hot. <laughs> they, look, they did not look too good last week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It's very interesting to me to go back to these episodes, especially this one with this chat with Joe Maganello, and we're just, you know, a couple guys talking about football, really. And Antonio Brown, which was really big in the news at the time, and then he comes back two years later, and Antonio Brown is doing jumping jacks uh, off the field with his shirt off, whatever he was doing a few weeks ago. It's just really interesting to me to, to go back to these episodes with these guests and see what we were talking about then and what's changed over the over the last couple of years. And uh, again, I just wanted to say I'm so thankful for these guests for being on the show and thankful for you guys listening because obviously if you're not listening they're not coming on the show so again make sure you guys are subscribing letting all your friends know to subscribe following us doing everything to be a part of this drinks with johnny very filthy animal culture i'm having so much fun doing this guys this is an absolute blast for me i had no idea when i started doing this show that it would be this much fun i know it'd be fun but i didn't know it'd be this much fun so i just want to take the time to thank every single one of you and tell you how excited i am for season four to start that's coming next week make sure you are tuned in subscribe to the youtube channel as well as the podcast and uh going to drinkswithgiant.com if you're really loving it and want to be a part of the of the members only section to get extra content and all that good stuff make sure you do that too Cause season 4 is going to be a heater, man. It's coming out with my wife as the first guest because you guys made it happen. The, the fans, you guys listening at home right now, are the ones that requested my wife to come on the show. I said once we hit 20,000 subscribers on YouTube, I'll have her on. Well, we surpassed that a few weeks ago, and uh, I couldn't be happier to have her on as a guest. We already filmed it. It was absolutely hilarious. A lot of you guys sent in some great fan questions, and uh, she had a blast with it. She actually told me afterwards, she's like, I kind of got a taste for that. Now I kind of want to do more. So <laughs> that was really fun for us. Again, all to you guys, all appreciative. I've got one more look, little clip out from one last guest. It was actually my first actor to ever come on the show. Ethan Embry is a fellow bass player, but uh, I asked him who his top ten bass players were, and I would did not make that list. So fuck Ethan Embry, no, just kidding. Uh, It was really fun to have him on. We did a little quick promo about that. I mean, going back and watching this guy from uh, my childhood, really, you know, uh, Can't Hardly Wait, Empire Records, uh, That Thing You Do, and we talk a little bit, right, about all those movies right here in this clip out. But then also just like his life, uh, growing up in the acting community, I mean, he was He was a child actor, too. I I forget that uh, he was so young in the the movie with Ed O'Neill, Dutch. And uh, it's so great to have this connection with the dude he's living in his van at the time i don't know what he's up to these days i gotta text him maybe i'll do a follow-up episode this thursday for you guys if, if i could get a couple of these people on the phone i don't know yet but all i know is that i really love doing this and i'm having a blast so thank every single one of you and uh that's gonna be it i'm gonna leave you guys with this clip until next time as always cheers
10: the thing that i'm always awed by with like true musician friends of mine when they have all of that theory knowledge, but it doesn't get in the way of their creative song right mm. you know that's like that they is, that's still crazy. they're still writing songs from just the feel and the sound of it. But when they're done, they can say, yeah, that's what I do. I do this, and I jump to the seventh, and blah, 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 whatever the fuck those terms are.
4: <laughs> I like that you've heard but the I, terms, though.
10: <laughs> I've heard the terms, because they've told me to do
8: them. And I'm just like, ah, so you got, show me.
10: Yeah,
4: I saw not too long ago, you got together with the rest of the, uh, uh, well, maybe not the rest of the cast, but most of the cast from that thing you did. Everybody and, but
10: Steve. Yeah. 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 and We couldn't get Steve. Steve has, Steve's on. Even when we were shooting that thing you do, I think he I think he's never moved from Kentucky. Wow. I think he has managed to which I have a lot of respect for he's never moved to Los Angeles California, New York as far as I know maybe he has, but I've always known Even with Uh, all
4: that filming and everything
10: Yeah, I think I, I may be wrong, but I'm under the impression that he's always had his farm out in Kentucky and
4: that's incredible.
10: Always oh, done his work as a satellite, like come in when it's time to work, and then gone back home to the farm, driven his John Deere around.
4: That's incredible. So that we couldn't get him off the farm. No, you can't. Yeah. Not, not for that. And what what, what, what was that? Uh, what what was the reason for that uh, reuniting? And just just to hang, or like it looked like you guys were all dressed up for something. There was uh, there was
10: uh, God. What was the name of the? There was a guy that he a uh, stand up comedian um, that does a touring music show trying to remember the name of it i'll get you the name of it before we jump off um but he had reached out to it he came up with the idea um to have us as that night's musical guest like he he does this touring comedy act and every night he has a musical guest come up because he's a musician um the people in his act are musicians so he had this idea Oh, we should have the wonders come on and that will be the musical guest for the night. that's right
4: on the marquee, did yeah, he spell it, it did he spell it the original way with the with the neaters I, I it the, the uh,
10: own, I, don't, I think <laughs> it was top secret. I don't even think there was a marquee Oh, okay because we were just we, we we came in early. he did his act, you know. I think he started making fun of the song, the doo-doo-doo-doo-doo, <laughs> you know? And then as soon as he did that, we ran out and told him to not steal our music or some shit like that. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> but it was fun seeing the guys, seeing Tom Everett Scott has always been lovely, um, really good guy, and Jonathan Sheck has always been super kind. Um so it was good. It was good to hang out. Would you,
4: in. was that like one of the first times you've seen him in a while? Do you guys get together fairly often or is it just kind of in passing? Is that somebody you call those guys? You kind of pick up the phone and call every once in a while
10: or every once in a while we'll touch base. We'll see each other. It, it our relationship is more as far as me with them. I'll see them out occasionally, mm-hmm. you know, and it's always with love. Yeah. Um, but we're not like, we're all family Guys, now
4: yeah, you know, and totally. we
10: all have kids. and How um, old oh, are your kids? My kid's twenty. Oh, snap! Yeah, he's twenty years old. Twenty years old. Yeah, you have kids? I have
4: one child. Yeah, he's uh, how he's old? Gonna be he's gonna be three here in a couple weeks.
10: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, you're getting in the good stuff. Now. I know,
4: man. It's gnarly. I love it, but you know, there's some times when I'm, when I don't. <laughs>
10: Full sentences. We're doing full sentences by now. Oh
4: yeah, oh yeah. He has for right? no, not sentences, yeah. The kid's got an imagination. He tells me full stories already now. It's, it's crazy. that's
10: the that's my favorite part of the those early years. And I've been talking to other friends of mine that have young toddlers. Like mm-hmm. before, we have screwed them up as parents <laughs> and ruined their yeah. incredible outlook of the world, where they're still containing that but their their brain chemistry is still kind of tweaked out so everything they experience must feel like an acid trip <laughs> oh absolutely
4: then, like, i want to i want to join in on that trip, it, trip. Though, that's a great way you pointed crazy. it i want to get in on that trip <laughs>
10: cuz the shit they say and the way they see the world is just
4: wild <laughs> oh absolutely yeah it's it's insane so uh, you mentioned we we just got off on some of the other guys that you did the sh- uh, the movie with um and you know, speaking of music and stuff, you were also in Empire Records, another great movie that I that I uh revere and uh another one that's got some music in it, right? Music, <laughs> I I yeah, yeah. Music oriented. Yeah. Yep. Um
10: A little bit of music and guar.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Um so yeah, uh I wanted to ask Kind of already covered it with uh, that thing you do, but you had some other great cast members on those movies, Empire and Can't Hardly Wait, who have gone on now to do, you know, great things. Seth Green, Jennifer Love, Hewitt, uh, Liv Tyler, all these people. and you know, Renee Zellweiter is crushing Zollard. it. Yeah, there you yep. go. Um, yep. Do you still have a lot of contact with these people? I mean, you guys were all uh, at a relative age at this time when you were doing the movie. Did you guys have a connection that way on the set, or, you know, was it just kind of a, you know, mutual respect and then kind of went on your way?
10: So Empire That uh, uh, Can't Hardly Wait was The way the movie was structured Although we were all in Like when you sit and watch the movie It seems like we're all at the house having this party together Mm -hmm. Everybody had their own movie going on You know Like the movie that Seth Green and Lauren Ambrose were in I never I think I saw Lauren on set Maybe for a week the two okay. of us worked together for about a week. Her and Seth worked together for about a week. I never worked with Seth. I don't think Seth and I ever had a scene together. Okay. Um Peter and I had a couple of days, so we developed a close relationship, but we had all we, we had worked together right before as well. Um but that movie, the way that movie uh there's there's all these separate films within the film,
8: mm-hmm.
10: so uh, there wasn't that same sort of tightness on the set. Um, lovely and yeah. fun, but not like this cohesive group. Gotcha. Empire yeah. Records. Empire was though. We were all very close on awesome. Empire. Yeah. Um,
4: and, did that mean, and that main and that that friendship that you guys gained on that set did that continue? Is that do you guys still have that re- relationship, or is it just? You know, I I think passes. it's still
10: there. Like Johnny Johnny Whitworth and I talk, and you know, we went to the movies the other day. And Chemo, the guy that made me brownies that worked at the pizza shop next door, uh, we communicate every once in a while. We were close for a long time. Just grew older. Um, the girls, I haven't. I saw Robin recently. I saw Robin Tunney, and it's always it always picks up with that same warmth that we had back in the 90s um, and I don't, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just my experience or that's the way that Hollywood is mm-hmm. where when you're working together it's like it's a summer camp um, you're going you know 12 to 16 hours a day tight quarters hard work you see each other five days a week and it lasts for three to six months, depending mm-hmm. on what you're working on. And then when it's over, you cry, and you hug each other, and you say goodbye. Okay. That's been, that's kind of been my experience. Mm-hmm. throughout the, um, Okay. Ever since I was a little kid to even now.
8: Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week, I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or The Wonder Years, or Band on the Rise, like Spanish Love Songs, Origami Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.